0: Welcome to the Brian and Kendra Show. I beat you. I saw you was going to do it.
1: I was. I was going to do it because I sat in the Brian chair and I was like, "That's it." Yeah, that's I'm it. I'm going to do it. That's Welcome it. to the Brian and Kendra Show. This is Kendra Brown.
0: Right. But hey, and then we traded spots to see. You know, hey, does this change our?
1: I think you're making stats? fun of me. We'll see.
0: No, I'm not saying. I'm just.
1: I mean, I didn't say it would change our stuff. <laughs> I just said I'd be more comfortable. <laughs> but it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> It'll change our stats. I mean, it could.
0: It could. But.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, I wanted to say something. Last week, what did we talk about last week? Um, I'm remembering. I have to close my eyes to think in the back of my head. It was about something. Important. We, for about self owners. We talked about this yes. Okay. In that, we talked about wholesalers. But we didn't really talk about what a wholesaler was. We yes. just kind of said that wholesalers can be tricky, and we talked about looking up their license numbers, and so we just wanted to kind of really fast yes. hit—excuse <clears throat> me, I don't know what just happened to my voice there. <laughs> I think I'm sick. <laughs> just yeah. kidding, I'm not. Okay. What is a wholesaler?
0: So, wholesalers, are just like a car wholesaler or a wholesaler buy anything, basically, they buy it to sell it. <clears throat> so, they'll— if you have $100,000 houses with 100,000, you know, they may try to buy it for 80, sell it, and they want a quick sale, but they may start at a 98, just sell it quick. Sure. Their goal is to flip it quickly. They do not want to own it right. very long, so So, buy but number sell. one,
1: they're going to buy at a decreased value yes. in order to try to sell it at the increased value, right. but they want to do it fast. Right. What's the second part of what wholesalers do and the way that we were talking about them yesterday? I meant last week, um, so, we're talking about how a lot of oh, times some of them they'll in do a real contract. estate, the wholesalers will do this contract. It might be a 90-day contract, and they have um, 90 days to do inspections and back out. Right. And they might even say back out for any reason. Right. At the same time that they're under contract, this wholesaler might also be trying to sell the property. Right. So, if they can't find a buyer for the property that they're buying from you for eighty, and they're mm-hmm. looking for a buyer for a dollars they might back out last minute because they couldn't get rid of it as quickly as they wanted. So that's what we were talking about when we said wholesalers. Um, Second, we were talking about how Oklahoma Real Estate Commission has said that now a wholesaler in Oklahoma needs to have um, an Oklahoma real estate license. Um, Then I flipped off very quickly. I didn't flip off. I did not use any gestures. Very quickly, I just said... We should be looking those up just to make sure that they are registered um, as—or that they are licensees. And so, the Oklahoma Real Estate Commission um, website—and you just—this is so easy to find. Like, really, I just Google OREC, not the vacuum. O-R-E-C, Oklahoma Real Estate Commission. And then it will even give you a button that says licensee search. And you can click on that, type in a name, type in an area, whatever, and see who the agents are. So, you can look up— Brian Cook and see yeah. how many there are in Oklahoma. Try to guess which one is the right one. Is his license active? I oh, hope so. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so anyway, just a little bit of, of following up with last week because some of that does fly into today. We're going to talk mm-hmm. today about foreclosures. Yes. Do you see a lot of wholesalers in foreclosures?
0: Not around Woodward. But other places. But other places. So, um, I, you, if you're driving around um, Oklahoma City or Wichita, you'll see these little campaign-looking coroplast signs that say,
1: "We buy ugly houses." We
0: buy ugly houses. Jack buys houses, which he's a buddy of mine. Uh-huh. And so, and some of these wholesalers are legit. So I'm just going to say that I'm not. I, I'm not saying right. That right. it's a legit business. Um, it comes back to some people run it for others,
1: without a doubt. So
0: Jack, the buddy of mine, who's actually from Woodward. Mm-hmm. He lives in the Oklahoma City area. Um, he's built a, a, a crazy system for all of this that he does. Right. Um, and he will buy. He legitimately, you know, you have a $100,000 house. He's like, hey, I'm interested in your house. I'm going to give you eighty, And then I'm going to sell it for a hundred. But it might take me a while. I'm going to take all the risk. If you need out today, this is what I'm going to do. And he'll close your house in three to five days.
1: Okay, so that kind of wholesaler I stinking love <clears throat> because if I'm in a pickle... I may not care if I lose 20,000 on my house. Mm-hmm. This is I mean, this is so funny for me to say cuz yeah, right. Yeah, But I can I understand being in that position. And so somebody like that though who comes to me and is upfront and honest and says, "I need you to understand how this is going to work. Like I am going to do this here and I am going to sell it here. It's up to you though if you want." I mean, ultimately that gives me all the information mm-hmm. from a professional um in this scenario, where I'm not a professional, where we're pretending like I'm just a regular consumer, mm-hmm. I appreciate that the value of somebody being so forthright and upfront and sharing. Um, what's the word here? I'm looking for so just upfront. Yes. Okay. So anyway, that's stinking awesome. Yep. Other ones that we have found, like the scenario that we shared last week with that um, with that sweet lady. You know who I'm talking about, right? Like she would come in from I don't know where, Guyman maybe. Or he came from Guyman, and she was coming in from I can't remember, and I can't remember Sorry. names, but I remember the properties. Help you. Anyway, anyway, <clears throat> her situation was not up front like that. The wholesalers that were working with her did not tell her this is what to expect. Mm-hmm. They just said here, sign this contract, and um, she didn't know how very much help she should have been looking at that contract and getting an attorney to help her read it. And so she thought it was the same as dealing with you. Because I mm-hmm. think she dealt with you before. Mm-hmm. And she thought, well, yeah, sure. So she signs that contract. She didn't know that if they couldn't sell it again within oh, yes. that 90 days, they were going to release that contract. Right. So she was ready banking. Yeah, and, she ordered
0: and, abstracts. Yeah, she the abstracts did Abstracts were done. They did title stuff. opinions. She got stuck with all of the bills.
1: Which is horrible. Yeah. So those were the wholesalers that, um, that one, make us sad, make us a little frustrated with that with that particular scenario. And then that is the reason why Oklahoma Real Estate Commission said, from now on, wholesalers got to be licensed, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Not that specific. I mean, but that was happening quite a bit around Oklahoma. Yep. And so that's the where that, that <laughs> came from.
0: This is way off topic, but yeah, it's a good topic. So in Oklahoma I City- I
1: follow up. I'm sorry. I know it's No, you're topic. good.
0: So in Oklahoma City, which will lead into foreclosure stuff. Mm-hmm. So in Oklahoma City, um, Gary Woodcomb's brother, not brother? Somebody's brother. Gary was talking to me about definitely it.
1: Definitely your story.
0: Yeah was telling me the story and he said that this whole entire neighborhood got the exact same contract basically somebody mailed a an official contract to everybody in the neighborhood saying i'm willing to buy your house for this much money close in 90 days oh <clears throat> um, it was a legitimate contract um it was, i think it was a legitimate company it we, we looked them up um but they had an inspection clause in there that gave them... It was a 30-day inspection clause and a 60-day close.
1: Interesting.
0: So, they had 30 days to inspect the property. So, if obviously, they were making a low offer trying to buy a bunch of these houses. Right. So, sent this out and and... All they have to do is sign the contract and mail it back or email it to them. And they hmm. these people would immediately set up, like they said, if you sign this contract, we will be in contact with you within the next 24 hours to set up inspections within the next five days. Uh, we'll be closing at this location. Like it's all spelled out. Interesting. Which was a crazy idea when the market was going nuts and people hmm. couldn't get listings. These companies came in and said, we'll just buy everything and then we'll just put it on the market. Hmm. So, that's what they were doing. And I don't know how it worked. I didn't go back and research it. This guy's like, well, I'm not interested in taking that dumb price because I know where the market's going. Right. But somebody that's like, hey, I think I'm going to sell might have been like, hey, let's sign this contract. And we're done with this deal Mm -hmm. and moved on. So, it was a cool marketing deal, but, you know. Sure. It worked for the people it worked for.
1: Right. Okay. So... We really want to talk about foreclosures. I just want to kind of touch base on a couple of those things because we ran out of time and and rushed through some information we thought might be helpful. So today, pros and cons of buying foreclosed properties. Yes. And um, I'm just going to ask you questions. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, go. All right. What are the potential advantages of buying a foreclosed property in terms of pricing and investment value,
0: so generally an invest—that's
1: like the longest question.
0: Ah, look at these other ones. Like, okay. Oh my gosh! So investment So so buying a foreclosed property. Generally, you think that they're going to bring less than market value. So if you buy a, <clears throat> um, the ones we're seeing in Woodward, um, are bringing, um, less than market value. But they're also in uh, inferior condition than a market value house.
1: Okay, so I'm pushing back. Okay, I feel like then it's really not less than market value, but still at market value considering the condition. Right. Like I feel like that's one of the huge. It's all
0: of the unknowns that are scary. Is
1: the okay? So that's the second question I'm going to ask: Is what are risks that are associated with a foreclosure? But let's rewind just a minute. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times. Um, our customers think, foreclosure, good deal, let's go, boom. It, it might be a good deal, but it might end up being a money pit. Oh,
0: uh, yeah.
1: Because, so with a regular transaction, with an arm's length transaction, you lived in your home, I'm buying your home, you give me a residential property condition disclosure. Mm-hmm. I would say the majority of our sellers are very open and honest, and they disclose things that they know are wrong with the property. I will always give a little caveat, what's normal to you is not normal to me. Yep. You might think it's normal that your air conditioner struggles to keep up in the summer, and so you have to put it at—I'm um, sorry, I cannot do the numbers right now. If you put it at the lower numbers so that it gets to a comfortable number, mm-hmm. I think, I'm mm, probably going to have to have that air conditioner worked on right. or increase the size of the unit, right? Okay, right. so we. So that's a little caveat, but I think, in, I think most of our sellers have goodwill toward the buyers and say, mm-hmm. here, this is what we know. We know that we had termites and we had it treated. We know that the roof— um, was totaled in 2012, and we replaced it um, at the end of 2012. We know this. We know this. We know this. And so, with the foreclosure, you don't get that. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. Half the time, the utilities aren't on and haven't been on in months or even years in some cases. Right. That's terrifying.
0: Yes, and I, if you want horror stories, just just give me a call just and, give you a call. and um, we'll we'll take a day trip to you, you know let's Florida take a trip. and back because that's how long it's going to take me to tell you all these horror stories. <laughs> We have plenty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk about other risks, though. So there's risks in the condition of the property that you might think, um, this is in pretty good condition, probably Mm -hmm. minimal. um, Like, you may not be thinking about system failures. Mm -hmm. You might just be thinking cosmetically. Okay, But in addition to the physical and the cosmetic and potentially um, system risks, I think there's title risks associated with a foreclosure. Okay, so when we look at title risks, when we look at physical risks, there's a different ways to um, help navigate that. Mm -hmm. What are your recommendations?
0: On any foreclosure, since there is so much paperwork Mm -hmm. and so many people involved and so many people touch that file all over the country um, and some people just looking at a screen in whatever, New York signed the wrong
1: line Right.
0: Under the wrong title.
1: Have the wrong person signing.
0: Could screw everything up. Yes. And then you've got to go back 20 years and find some guy that lives in LA now that's retired on the beach and you accidentally get a cell phone.
1: Oh, been there, done that? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dude, I need the signatures.
0: Like, how did you get my cell phone? So sometimes it, it gets crazy. So title insurance is a must.
1: Buyer's title insurance. Yes.
0: And make sure you have a really detailed attorney read it.
1: Yes. Okay, so, detailed title attorneys. Yes. I I ask these questions whenever, when somebody says, I don't know how to say this, you want a title attorney who reads a lot of abstracts. Yes. Like, and I don't just mean like he's quick at abstracts. I mean somebody who really is knee-deep in the abstracts and knee-deep into title Mm -hmm. opinions. Right. So, That's tricky. I mean, every attorney should get to learn to do those and begin to be knee-deep. But, like, foreclosure, I don't want, like, the newest attorney, and I don't want one who doesn't do very many title ops. I want the one who does title ops day in, day out, Mm -hmm. and is picky, picky, picky. Yep. Right? Right. But then I want buyer's title insurance. So, if you have a loan, there's lender title insurance, but there's also a buyer policy. You want to add that buyer policy? So that it's in your name. So that if you pay off your loan and you find out when you go to sell, you've got all these issues that you have that policy for you. Right. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Next step, Um, physical things. How do you navigate, or I guess the word is mitigate, how do you mitigate the risks with those physical concerns of a foreclosure?
0: So some foreclosures, you're not allowed on the property prior to the auction.
1: Okay.
0: So, it's really a sight unseen, buyer beware, good luck type auction. Like, so be ready. So, um, the other ones are, so there's several, I guess we go backwards and say, okay, foreclosure auctions. So, people can just enter foreclosure, basically, I haven't made five payments, they're foreclosing on my property, I need to sell my property. It's like a regular real estate transaction. Right. But now there's a time preference, so we've really got to get the house sold. Now, why is it in foreclosure? Is it because you couldn't maintain the property and it's destroyed? The heater right. quit and you can't afford to put a heater in it, so mm-hmm. you just let the house go. Like, at what, where's that at? Mm-hmm. But now we're dealing with a human, local, right. generally, that knows about the house, and we're going to deal with this short sale style foreclosure.
1: I feel like this is best ha- best case scenario for a buyer, because yes. then you have the most knowledge, and you have somebody who's probably going to be pretty do- pretty honest with you.
0: Right. Because, they, yeah, they already know they're losing. I mean, losing at this point, and, they have
1: nothing to lose.
0: Right. It's either that or they give it to the bank. Right. Okay. okay. And then second one is, <clears throat> is where a bank has um, taken possession of the property, and now they have some of the banks... Will do a risk analysis on their own, mm-hmm. so they will send an inspector in to check everything out. winterize right. it, check all the utilities, to, and they'll have a report that says we pressurize the water lines, we check the electrical, we check the heat and air. all this works. So they give their form of a disclosure, but it's still a buyer beware because yes, now it's been taken a year after they did the inspection, right? Because some of these foreclosures take years, so. um so that's that kind of foreclosure, and then you get the ones like auction.com, where they're do not get on the property. There's somebody still in the house, and they hate the world, um, or it's rented. Don't talk to the tenants. We're um, selling the online. You have no idea what's inside that house, right? You have no idea. There could be three foot of cat, dog, donkey, horse, miniature iguana, have you,
1: have debris you seen this too.
0: Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Story right. number eight of four hundred and thirty seven million. <laughs> um and so but but you have no idea because you know the people, and you're like, know, Oh I know kind of them, they're good people. Right. And, and then well I've never seen the house yet, but they 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 seem clean. Um and then you get the house and oh my gosh. Was three there foot a horse of trash. There? Yes. yes, yes there was. There was a horse. Look <laughs> at that. So um <clears throat> so that's like the third one. Um so I think it's really the main three categories, I would say.
1: I think so from, too. From
0: low risk to high risk.
1: Yes. And I think I think the other thing to just be aware of whenever you're thinking about risks and trying to figure out how to manage all of this, mm-hmm. a lot of times with a foreclosure purchase, um, you might have the option to do inspections, but they're going to require you to turn on the utilities yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to pay to de winterize the pro- property pay to turn on the utilities, pay for your inspections. And then, if you're not content and you want to be released from the contract, you have to pay to rewinterize the property.
0: Thousands of dollars.
1: It gets very expensive for the buyer. And so then, a lot of buyers go, I, man, I don't want to take that much of a risk. So, they take the property as is and they don't do the inspections. And that's where it gets so tricky. Do you Mm -hmm. think? That's what I noticed. I don't do as many as I used to.
0: Well, yeah, and there's not that many around Woodward right now. And so, and, yeah, there's just not that many.
1: Okay, um, explain the foreclosure process and the terms of purchasing.
0: Okay, so <clears throat> we'll go with number one.
1: it gets so crazy.
0: Okay, so number one, somebody's losing their house and they're in foreclosure, but they still live there.
1: Okay, so a short sale scenario.
0: Right. So basically, we start negotiating with the bank. So we will, we're going to do one right now. Um, we're working on the paperwork, and a short sale is not short. It is very lengthy time. <laughs> a short a sale work. is basically saying the bank is shorting on their loan. They're going yes. to going to lose money. Somebody's losing money. It's being shorted. So the first thing is we start the paperwork. we got to get authorizations to negotiate with your bank, and then your bank wants a ton of paperwork explaining that you can't right. make the payment as the seller, the seller. The seller can't make the payments anymore. So, I mean, they want profit loss statements, they want tax returns, they want pay stubs, they want anything you've got that they shows. They want a
1: letter of explanation saying why they're in this hardship right. and how come they're not being able to make their payment <coughs> and why they deserve the short sale.
0: They want all this information. Everything. So so step one, we gather all this information. Step two, submit it all to the bank. Then on a short sale, we, they won't do anything. They'll, they'll categorize say the, the seller's qualified for a short sale, now is the property. Well, they won't do anything until we get an offer. Right. So, if you have a hundred thousand dollar off a house, they won't do anything until we get an offer. Right. They don't care. They don't care. Like, so, so They're we have a hard time even word
1: foreclosure. Right. Is so, what you're saying.
0: Right. So we're we have a hard time. They won't give us. They won't allow us to price it. Right. So we have to price it at an official number mm-hmm. that we think, as the agent, the professional realtor, that it will sell at. Mm-hmm. We don't know if the bank will take that number or not. Exactly. So, hundred thousand dollar house, we put it on the market at ninety. Mm-hmm. They owe a hundred. We're guessing, and we think it should sell for ninety. So now, here, here, where it comes bad, somebody comes in, makes an offer at ninety, and it appraises for one twenty. They're probably not going to take your offer, right? So there's some, there's some. It's really risky and hard, and people get hurt, and feelings get hurt, and all that junk. So, but again, we come back to, we're pretty good at it, and we're going to do the best we can. So we drive for a very quick offer right off the bat. Yes. Like I don't care I call investor A B and C and said Right. I don't care what would you give for this house worst case scenario and the numbers usually come in at half. Yes. 50 40 60,000 whatever. We submit the offers. Now it triggers short sale. Right. Now we've got an offer. So the bank will Take the highest offer. They they won't let us submit any more than one. So we have to, unfortunately, pick out which is the best in offer. So we have the seller help us say, hey, which is the best offer. We make that offer. We submit it to the bank. The bank then orders an appraisal. Now we're another couple of weeks. So we were two weeks <laughs> getting paperwork done. we get an offer two weeks now. Now we're five weeks in and we still don't have anything. So the appraiser finally comes out. We meet with the appraiser, help them get in the house, get all the comps, figure out what the house is worth. <clears throat> In the appraisers, a crucial piece of the transaction, they can kill or help your transaction. Um, so they'll give you a fair market value, but it's again an appraisal is an opinion. So if they come in and they really feel like, well, oh, the house is a lot nicer than I thought it was, and I think it should really sell for, you know, one hundred and ten thousand, and they don't take into the effect the foreclosure piece of the market could kill you kill your deal. But most of the time our apprais right here are really good. So yes. they're gonna they're going to evaluate, hey, it's a risk. Here's what the house is worth in a foreclosure situation. So they give us that number, let's say it's eighty thousand, then the bank calls back and says, hey, the price at eighty 000, we're willing to take X percent, ninety percent of that. So we're willing to take seventy two thousand. Now we have a number that we can work with and sometimes they will recommend hey would you mind listing it at 87,000 we would like 72,000 in our pocket or whatever so then they give us the ability to start marketing it lower than owed we have disclosures and stuff for all the short sale paperwork that we put on the MLS and it goes out there so um so then so after that comes in then we then we find a new buyer that's willing to pay the 72,000 and it's got to be you got to have finances ready. It can't generally be a FHA, USDA financial VA loan. Right. We can do those. Those are a little more complicated, but it needs to be a cash or conventional loan because it needs to move quickly now. Because of foreclosure minimums, like 90 to 120 days. And we're now six to eight weeks into this transaction, running out of time to get the short sale done. <clears throat> Banks would rather a short sell the property than go to foreclosure.
1: And it's better for the seller as well.
0: It's better for the seller because a short sale on your credit doesn't hurt you as bad as a right. foreclosure. It's
1: a lot less. Accurate. So
0: you can generally repurchase a home in less than two years if you go through a short sale mm-hmm. seven years as a foreclosure. Okay. So all that being said, now we've got, now we've got, to, we've got the appraisal. We've got a, we find a new buyer. We get the price they need. Now we're juggling. Are there any more liens on the house? they didn't make their house payment, did they make their car payment? Did right. they make their credit card payment? Are there any more mortgages? Are there any more loans in this house, medical liens, any of those hit the house can kill the deal. Yes. Because any any judgment that hits those individuals that own the house also attached to the property in the state of Oklahoma. So now we're rushing to get this done as quick as possible. It process, pro, as possible. possible so, that, <laughs> so that none of those other liens hit. If they hit, now we're negotiating with them as well. Hey, I've got a $1,000 hospital bill. Okay, we call the hospital, and we start negotiating with them. Hey, we're going through foreclosure. Here's the situation. They have no money. They're losing their house. We have an opportunity to sell their house, which will clear them from this debt. If they don't have to go into foreclosure, then they might not have to go to bankruptcy, which you get zero. Mm -hmm. Number one, what number would you settle for your number today? So we also now are trying to clear up their whole, the buyer's credit, because I'm negotiating. I'm not just negotiating to get the house sold. I want my seller to win. Right. So I'm going to say, hey, this hospital guy will take $150 to clear this $1,000 debt. I'm like, deal. Send me a deal. We'll figure out how to pay it. Because I don't want any more trauma to go through this guy's life. Exactly. Because this
1: hurts. Short sales hurt.
0: Right. So while So while I'm negotiating judgments, I'm negotiating... Not just to clear, it's easy to clear judgment from a house. Right. Hey, do you mind just releasing this from the house so we can close? That's it. They're like, yeah, we'll just leave it attached to John Doe. No, I want it gone. So if I negotiate right. it, gone first, and then worst case scenario, hey, if you'll just release it from the house, we can go ahead and close this transaction, and then eventually we can get them. Maybe they'll right. help them get you paid. So all that. Okay. So then after we juggle through all those judgments, then we jump into closing, which then is a little bit more tricky because now you've got title opinions on a foreclosed property, there's all this stuff they got to double check and then closing. Yes. Whew, there it is. There's the process.
1: <laughs> it's just a little thing. Just okay, little but thing. we focus heavily on a short sale situation. Yes. So, with a foreclosure property, the process from getting <clears> it under contract <throat> and getting to closing, even that is different than just a regular arms yeah, and so transaction. It's the,
0: and it's just, it's, so those are different between a government-backed loan and a local-backed, I mean, a bank-bank, like a
1: I want to pause you for one second, too. So, with the short sale, you're closing with the actual seller homeowner, like the people person. Yes. With the foreclosure, you are closing—the owner is now some type of an entity. A bank or um, the government, as you said a minute ago, Mm -hmm. just depending on the type of loan is where that ends up. So, obviously, the negotiation process is considerably different Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with an institution versus when you're dealing with a person. Right. And so, challenges that we see with negotiating for a purchase of a foreclosure— when it's already foreclosed and with an institution, go.
0: I think this sounds like show number two.
1: I think it might be. Like, we really talked a lot about the short sale. I think, here's what I want to say really fast. Um, One of our agents in our office, Julia Derrick, and another agent, Kathy Brown, they do a lot of work with foreclosures, so much work with foreclosures. They're seeing more and more come through right now. Yes. This is my least favorite time in real estate is when we have foreclosures. They break my heart. Like, I remember when I started real estate and I did a lot of foreclosures, it was so exciting to get in there sometimes to these houses. They'd be like nasty dumps, and we'd sell them cheap, and then our investors would fix them up, and then we'd resell them, and I'd be like, this is great! I remember the first house I went into that I went, oh, I forgot the people part of this. It was obviously a home. Had, like, obviously this room was a nursery, and this room had— Um, had stars and stuff, like, you know, the little stars that they Mm -hmm. put up on the ceiling. And this room was beautifully painted. And it was the cleanest foreclosure I'd ever been in. And it didn't stink. And you know what I'm talking about. And I remember, like, we left. And, and, like, it ruined my day. Like, Mm -hmm. my heart was so sad for those people that lost their home. Okay, so all of this to say, we know more foreclosures are going to be hitting the market soon. But if you are the guy that's like, it's going to be me— call us before it's you. Yes. So, you heard the foreclosure process. It's a heck ton of work. But if we can help you, and, and if you're not so deep in yet that we can give you some tips to help make it even smoother, call us now. Call yes. us, call us. Call Brian. Call Brian, 580-334-2303. Like, let's help you to see if we can stop it before it gets to the foreclosure. Yes. I think that's the important part. So, uh, maybe today is mislabeled. Maybe today was foreclosures. Oops, we meant to talk about short sales. Right. Uh, next week, we want to talk a little bit more about the foreclosure process. I think that's the important part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that so I call us. Us out of time.
0: Yeah, that short sale deal is a big deal. We can win. We can win. We can get you out. So call us 580-334-2303. 580-216-0090. All right. See
1: you next time.